morning tip. Good afternoon. It is August 19th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? We have a very special episode of the pod for the guests today. We have a switcheroo podcast. You are on the East Coast and I am in Southern California. Do you want to do the intro? I I almost thought we should we should have did that. I, should we just do it again? I, I also thought about it, but I was not confident that I could pull it off. But I was like reading through it and, and like in my head and like I could say it the same way. But then it was like, well, then you'd have to do my part. And it just it, it, I thought it was going to get too confusing as well as, you know, the intro music getting, you know, you get that timing down like after the, the, the wingtip, just real nice. And so you didn't want to do, overdo it. I thought about, oh, what if I'm in Southern California? What if I did it just from the beach? But then I really thought about it and was thinking about the actual logistics and it's always windy at the beach. And so it's like, you know what? We don't need to overdo it. But one of the advantages that you are aware of having actually lived out here and not just out here for a vacation is the, the games are on much earlier. So with the Celtics summer league game being on at nine o'clock Eastern. So six o'clock out here, it was much more of a, Oh, this is just kind of on in the evening. People are kind of finishing up work. Yeah, I can put it on rather than, you know, when at nine o'clock, it's a, okay, if we're out, you have to make specific moves. And it's like, it's summer league. Even though it's a championship, you're not really focused to, uh, you know, make moves to watch it. But I watched, uh, I think all of the, all of the second half. I think I might've got a little bit of the the, the first half as we were were switching, (laughs) switching over. Such a rewarding game. (laughs) It did not go well. I caught some of the other uh, Celtic summer league and we were dominant. Uh, but Davion Mitchell on the uh, Sacramento Kings, whose nickname in the summer league has been off night, absolutely shut down Peyton Pritchard. I'm going with a little more that, uh, cause I don't give Davion too much credit that he had played those two uh, pro-am games where one of the games he scored 92 points. <laughs> and I think if I took enough shots to hit, get 92 points that my arms might just fall off. So I'm going to blame that a little bit more. But are you concerned that we got blown out in the Summer League Championship game? Like, should we be concerned about the season? Should no. we just shut it down? No. Lower right. expectations? Look, we've we've won this before. You want to know the year we won it? Do you want to know who, are, who led us the way? I, I'm pretty sure we won with Kelly Olenek. I'm pretty sure we won that year. Oh. So, I mean, that panned out. He's a nice player, but, you know, we're not we're not talking about Kelly Olynyk anymore. You know he's not really getting brought up on the podcast. He he's he he's he's a nice player. He's just not a great player. And and I feel like that's that's what happens at at the summer league here. A lot of these nice players that are smart and maybe have an experience or a little bit more comfortable out there. Those are the ones that shine. It doesn't always pan out through. I mean I don't think the I don't think Sacramento is suddenly legit right now. I think they're. It, I, they're I, the, I did think it was funny that it was the Kings that won the summer league and threw it. It's like. That kind of makes sense. They do have the most like young guys that are picks because they're constantly in the lottery over and over again. So it makes sense that this is what they would win. But just so kings of, you know, seeing it online, uh, I, I saw that uh, Giannis's brother Alex was on the Kings. I don't know how much run he he, he really got, but like had it of like one brother, you know, one with the Lakers, then you know the two Giannis and the other brother won the NBA championship, and then Alex won the summer league championship. It's like, <laughs> uh, okay, maybe maybe we pump the brakes on putting that in the infographic. <laughs> what a family! What what a, what a dominant family! Just a dominant, dominant basketball family. Uh, I don't think I, you can read too much into the summer league thing, but I will say, I think it was a really good draft. 
I, I think this. I think we got a lot of good players. I think we're gonna learn a lot of the names got, of these guys. Yeah, the guys at the uh, at the top definitely definitely showed up. Yeah, I think we're gonna learn a lot of new names this year. It's gonna be a fun season. I'm excited for it. There there was some more basketball news beyond just summer league. We we had a trade, <laughs> kind of out of nowhere. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, who's already been moved once this off season, was moved one more time. He's now gonna be a Clipper again. He's I, th- I think that's home for him. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but it's where he started his career, and he was traded for. Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and uh, was it Ubuto, something like that. Uh, uh, another lesser-known player. Uh, the highlight of the trade is it's Eric Bledsoe for Rondo and Beverly going to Memphis. And then Beverly already got moved, right? Did he get moved again? Yeah, he because uh, he because I had made the comment to you like, oh man, Memphis is gonna love Beverly just by the grit and grind, and he's just gonna be all about that. But yeah, he got he got moved. I can't I can't remember where. Well. It's it's fascinating the Eric Bledsoe shuffle right now. <laughs> we don't want him. We kind of want him for this he price. Was, well, how much does it cost to get him? He was all defense just a couple <laughs> years ago. It's like not that long ago, and he's not like a a r- real old player. It's like you would think if you were all defense not that long ago, you, there would still be a market for you. But it really seems like he's just hitting all the rungs on the way down. Man, you know I do feel for him a little bit because I don't think this is. I don't think this is a good roster for him. I don't think he fits in on this roster. I think all the flaws we see with Eric Bledsoe we're going to see on this roster. It, they're not going to see the defense. I don't think they're a very good defensive team. I, I don't know. Are they thinking, are they, do, do you happen to have it up in front of you, uh, his his contract? Is it this more of a, hey, we're going to get Bledsoe in this year. Yeah, it probably won't work the best, but you know what? Kawhi's not coming back this year, so this is a, well, in two years, we're gonna have Kawhi and Bledsoe, two elite defensive talents, along with like it's not like Paul George is a is a slouch on defense, and kind of going that route. I think Bledsoe has two years left of the guaranteed money. I know the last year is super low. I want to say it's like five okay. million in the last year. So it may have something to do with that of just getting some more flexibility, or or just maybe maybe you just want to be done with Beverly, man. And Rondo, like I, I can. I can see that, and I don't think Rondo really moves the needle. He 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 didn't really do much this year after last year, really, really showing out the playoff Rondo on the Lakers. Uh, and if I'm Memphis, it was all right. Let's just get rid of Eric Bledsoe because I don't know how he fits in over there either. I don't know how yeah, Rondo. They're, or... looking, they're looking to get younger. That's why they moved Beverly. I got to imagine is this was a how can we salary dump a little bit? We want to focus on the young guys. Like moving forward, they they got some 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 fun fun young guys. I don't think any team is truly improved by all this. So these are this is one of those funny trades where it's like, why did we do that again? We're gonna look back at this. Like, <laughs> you know, if only we had a defensive guard. You know, if only we had. It's just something something weird like that'll play out. Um, uh, there's also some Celtics news. Marcus Smart is gonna make some money, and then the number is gonna sound huge. But the more you look at it, and the more you compare it to some other guys around the league. I think this is a good deal for the Celtics. It's the most money we could give them, so it, it's not entirely disrespectful. It, it's just more of just how the, the contract extension was set up. I think it's a great deal for the Celtics. I know he's been in numerous rumors of trades for multiple years now, and he just he still has, he just didn't get moved. He's still here, and I guess I'm all right with it for now. I mean, it, all the trades and rumors that I heard, it wasn't there wasn't one where it was like, you know what? Do it. Let's just let's just get rid of him. Let's just let's just find something else. 
none of them sounded worth it. So this sounds worth it to me. Does it sound worth it to you? I mean, I know you're much more of the Celtic homer here. I'm I'm just gonna, I'm gonna temper it a little more. Uh, I'd say it's a good deal, not not a great deal. Uh, like you said, we gave them uh, pretty much the, the full amount, so it's just under uh, 20, 20 million a year. So it's like like you said, you hear that number, it's like well that that's expensive, but the salaries that have have jumped. But he's been around for a while. We got to keep the 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 core of the the Jays happy, and so I wonder how much of it is working with those guys and saying, Nope, we want smart around. Uh, I think that he can, he can be a good leader. I think that he's trying, he's been taking on a larger offensive role and it might be better if that can go more to the, to the Jays and some other guys and he can focus a little more on the, uh, on the defense. But I, I think that he's, he, he's definitely improved from, uh, you know, a few years ago where it was, why is he shooting at all to, okay, yep, if he's open, he can, he can make it. But I think in crunch time situations, and if we're literally looking to be an elite team, you need a guy that in a crunch time is not going to be afraid and is going to do something to make a winning play. He may make a losing play mid-game and it's going to drive you crazy, but at the end, he is going to come down with that offensive rebounder. He is going to come up with a steal or grift, you know, the you know that, that Hardy game where he <laughs> took two charges on Harden just something like that, that I think, uh, you know, that uh, an all-defensive player can do that an all-star is not necessarily going to do, especially a, a younger one. Also, and, within this new NBA, the dollar amount is, is – is, it's weird how these contracts work out because nobody's coming to Boston. We managed to get one free agent this year. So you have to re-sign these guys. And I look at other teams that have fallen into the trap of like, all right, if you're Philly and you rewind rewind the clock a little bit here, you had to you had to pay Tobias Harris, you had to pay Ben Simmons because you couldn't afford to let him go because you didn't know what was coming back in return. I like I feel like those were very expensive for, for Philly versus the smart deal makes so much more sense. It's a much more affordable, it's shorter, it's just much more doable. But you have to do these things in today's NBA because you can't risk just losing these guys for nothing. Oh, I would I would rather have Smart at at twenty than have Lowry at thirty. Simmons at thirty five. Tobias oh. Harris at like thirty five too. I, yeah, yeah. It, it's, there's plenty it, of contracts I, I, out yeah, there. I think that's yeah, that's that's the way you got you kind of have to look at it. It's not just necessarily in a vacuum, and maybe some of it is the hey, you know what? Smart has been here. He has put in the work. He's done some stupid things for sure. But he's also done some some really good things, and you know, as other people look in the league, you know, and maybe even guys on the team. Uh, I think Jason's, no, Jalen's next extension will be coming up next, and look and see like, okay, like they 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 saw the, the effort and work that Smart put in. I'm putting in that same effort and work. Like I, I don't have to be concerned about my contract, and it's cool too. Of this is an extension, so this could have been played out during the year of. Are they going to trade him at the deadline? He's an expiring. It, it just a lot of non-basketball things, and this just takes that off the plate. And so for five years, he knows. I mean, I still he's trade, but like knows, like I have like a locked-in job. I can focus on the basketball part, not on the you know what what my contract is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If... We're we're in a weird position in Boston right now. There's a lot of super teams out there in. I feel like we did the best we could. I don't know what what more I could have asked for us this offseason. I mean, other than making some I, I really think, drastic changes, 
this is kind this of is, this is what we have. This is the only options we had to make. We we didn't really have anything else to do. This is definitely big time homerism right here. But I think that we, with our top players, have the best chance to make a jump. Like Durant, Harden, Kyrie, they're already at the top. Like I think for sure. I guess like Durant. I don't want to say like, oh no, there's no way he can get better because then he'll turn around and. But I think with Jalen and Jason being young, they can still make another jump up. And you just, then they know the, the luck factor. You know, the Nets got hurt last year, and all of a sudden Milwaukee's able to get, get an opportunity. You have no idea. You, Giannis, uh, that, that knee is not quite right. You just, you just, you never know. Weird, weird stuff can happen during the year. So I, I don't like the, the thought of people calling this a bridge year and then, you know, oh, we're just really getting set up for Beal down the way. It, it just seems once you start doing that, you're just, you're, you're wasting, you're wasting your young talent that you have. And I'm not saying sell the farm or do any drastic moves, but don't go in with it being a, ah, oh, we're just kind of see what happens this year. Like, no, no, we're, we're still planning on uh, being contenders and look out for us. Oh man, big time Homer. I, I'm not putting the stamp down that hard. That, that I can't approve. I, I just I just see a lot of better teams. And and then we do hey man, we've yeah, done, I'm I'm out I'm out here in, in Southern California. I was out wearing my Celtic shirt yesterday. I was mean mugging <laughs> uh Lakers fans. I was laughing at Clippers fans. So you know I'm just I'm I'm really in the element right now. <laughs> well I guess yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know what I don't know what to say about this smart thing other than it's it's all we really could have done. I wish there was something more exciting to to discuss about it. Like, you know, hey, now we can do this and there's some other plan and th there isn't no like this is it. This was there's no plan B. There's nothing that this could eventually lead to. Uh we are we are What we are you are. talking about? Uh, the uh the the Fournier trade turned into a uh, traded player exception. So now we have another traded player exception. Think about what we could do with that. Okay. Get excited. No, 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 no. Hold, hold on. <laughs> this trade exception here, we need to rewind the last time that we had this, and then what happened? We panicked with it all. We, we, I think that ended up getting thrown in with the Al Horford deal and something weird like that happened. No, that's how we got Fournier. With the trade exception? Because we got the traded player exception with the – we technically traded Rozier for – no. No, we traded um, Kemba for Hayward. We got a traded player exception, and then we got Fournier with it, and then we technically traded Fournier to the King, or not the Kings, to to the Knicks, and got another traded player exception. So best case scenario is we could get another Fournier with this exception. I think so because you can't combine them, so it has to be. I think it's eighteen. It's like eighteen or nineteen million. So in January we trade for Kemba Walker. Is is that how that works? Well, Kemba's way cheaper now, so <laughs> we could trade for a more expensive player. Well, there there has to be some rule that we can't acquire Kemba. I just imagine there's there can't be a we traded you, you got bought out, and then we get you back the same season. There, there I don't know what the rule is, but there has to be a rule against that. Why? Why not? He sounds great for eight million. <laughs> agreed. I'm, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm bummed that we didn't get the eight million Kemba. Plus, you know, I know he's going to be healthy this year. It just seems to make sense. Out of Did you all, see out his, of all uh, the... his interview uh, a couple days ago where they asked him if he was going to play back to backs? No. What did he What did he say? Oh, uh, 
yeah, you got to You'll have to take a look at it. It's they ask him, you know, hey, is there a plan for you? Uh, I'm playing back to backs and you, Kemba, like smile, like you know, just very charming. Goes, hey, I don't know, you're gonna have to ask this guy right here, and points to Tibbs, and I think Tibbs like nods his head. It's like, wait, hold on, with us. He can't play back to backs. His knee is constantly bulky, but he's gonna go to New York and then he's gonna play forty five minutes. Forty minutes <laughs> yeah. a forty minutes a night and you know, back to backs, like oh, you gotta be kidding me. At, at less like like twenty five percent of what we were paying him. Yeah, I I don't know. I this is a weird team over there with the, the Derek Rose situation also. Like that's it's a great story. It was awesome last year. I just don't know why we're trying to rerun that all over again. It's, it's again, he's a nice player. Uh, I feel like part of the reason they had to do this trade exception, I think, was to make room for guys like Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson that they brought back. And that yeah. just and I'm paying uh, uh, Julius Randle, you know, because he he earned more money, but he definitely struggled in the playoffs. And it'll be interesting to see was the the season more fluky or was the playoff more more fluky. Yeah, Thibodeau's gonna run this these guys into the ground. They're not, like they're not stable guys. Derrick Rose constantly hurt. Kemba Walker constantly I'm hurt. Con- I'm, it, I'm concerned for for RJ Barrett. Hey, you know what though? Quickly looked great in the summer league. I don't remember too much. Like, like I said, with the summer league, it was kind of kind of her miss. That'll definitely be something that's still on my uh, my radar of going going in person. Uh, he was shooting the ball well. Just getting shots off. I I didn't think he would be that efficient of a scorer ever, and he's. I mean, you're always more aggressive in summer league because it's it's summer league. You, the you, you might, you the consequences to, are, are way lower. Up. You know, like what's the worst thing? What are they gonna do? I don't know. All right, but football is coming up soon. Our our fantasy leagues have been reactivated, and I'm not ready. I I'm not ready at all. But apparently, there was one other player who also wasn't ready. And that's Tim Tebow. He has been released by I don't even know what team he was on because he shouldn't have even been Jaguars. on a team. That doesn't doesn't even matter. He, he shouldn't have even been on a team. I can't believe this guy took up a roster spot for as long as he did. It could have been someone else trying out right now. All for show. All for show. Right. This this is all ads. This is all advertisement. Oh, I think so. And did you see? Uh, I had looked it up as I uh, you know just following up to see if there's any more details. If there was any, well, he got cut by the Jaguars, but. This team and this team are looking at him, and you know, might give him give him a shot. It seems like oh, the articles all I saw was this put kind of the the nail in the coffin on the on the comeback. I don't think really anyone expected him to uh, to actually make the team. At least at least I didn't. Uh, I thought he got cut earlier than than I would have expected just after after one game. But yeah, he's already partnered with a company called uh, called Clean Juice, and he's going to be their spokesman. He's going to be in their first. Uh, national ad he's gonna be talking it up i couldn't figure out exactly what the company was beyond that it was it seemed it was like a nutrition company but their thing was being open and honest with you and it just always concerns me when a company tells me that they're gonna be open and honest with me it's like well what are you hiding from me <laughs> yeah what, what were you not being open honest about before like what yeah exactly my my whole take on tebow at this point is I think without a doubt there are some intangible personality motivation traits I think that he has. He's just not that good of a football player. And those skill sets that I think we could all talk really nicely about, 
could benefit him in so many other aspects of life, and he seems so motivated on making this football thing work. When this guy could do anything he wants at this point, I really feel like he could. He could he could be a spokesperson for this, anything else. He could start a business. He could do a whole bunch of things. He's just not a good football well, he's, player, he's, and that's fine. He's he's done he's done football, and I, I don't want to sell him short and say he's not a good football player. He just wasn't a good NFL football player. I mean, he won the Heisman. He was great at Florida. That, that's fair. I'll, I'll I'll give you that, but. I don't know why we keep trying to think like, oh, maybe maybe this will work or maybe that'll work or maybe you'll, like the baseball thing, the, the tight end thing now, the the quarterback, the, the wildcat. It, all of these are gimmicks. None of these are reliable ways to be a, 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 an NFL player. He's definitely got the, uh, the the benefit of the doubt that I don't think a lot of other guys would get. And just, yeah, lately, it, it just he's a very, I don't know, like polarizing me. It makes me think that there's people on both sides, but just I don't know. When you hear Tim Tebow, it's just oh, well, what's he doing? I, I, I like why am I why am I so interested compared to like there's other Heisman winners that didn't have a ton of success in the NFL, or there's other names that would come up and I just go eh, eh, okay, you know they're making a comeback, all right, cool. But it's like when it's Tim Tebow, it just it's everywhere, and it's like why 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 does this grab me? Yeah, I hope we never hear another NFL Tim Tebow tryout story ever again. Uh, I think this is it. That's the articles I was seeing. Is this this ended the 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 comeback attempts? I I thought it was insulting that he was even brought in. Like there's there's so many people trying to be in the NFL right now that are so much more talented and have so much more to prove and develop into. When this guy, we've we've seen it. All right, we tried it. Once you get cut by the Patriots, that's it. I promise you the Patriots tried. <laughs> the Patriots probably tried him at tight end. They probably tried him with every other oh, position. I guarantee offense, they experimented. Defense, everything. Yeah, they Special tried teams, to find a way to make it work. Kicker. And, and if it didn't work, then you really you really just hard to find a place in the NFL like that. But I I'm I'm just glad that this is all over with. Uh some other uh, NFL news that maybe uh, a little storm brewing here. I don't know if you saw Usain Bolt and Tyreek Hill have been chatting up on Twitter a little bit recently. And most of the trash talk was about, about this alleged race. Usain Bolt's willing to put some, uh, I guess, some actual consequences on the line here. He's willing to bet his gold medal for Tyreek Hill's Super Bowl ring uh, for a race here. I doubt this will ever happen. But now that now that there's stakes being mentioned, you know, maybe maybe this isn't just such a useless race. There there's, there could be actually actual value here. I would love to see this. I don't know if I want the forty or the one hundred. I don't know what the fairer race is. It feels like it's an advantage towards one of them or the can, other. Can you split the middle? Can you split down the middle? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't see why not. Then it's like you just or, or maybe it's not like one or the other. Would it would it be that wrong if they did uh, three races? They do a forty, they do I one was, in the middle, I, and they do a hundred. Like, I, I was just about to say be... that it's like, oh wait, this is this is a sprint, so you it's not like, oh well, you just run a marathon. You can't run two marathons, but yeah, you could definitely do the forty, take a little break, and yeah, do do the other two. Just where was this idea during the pandemic? This seems like a really right? easy production to put to put on that we all could have tuned in for two hours on ABC for on a Sunday night, being like, "Yeah, this is what's going on. This is the family friendly event tonight." This is <laughs> I, I could I could easily yeah, see I'm that. Not, I, I'm not interested in the celebrity boxing much at all, but I am definitely interested in celebrity athletes racing. There's just something about who is faster than who, and these two are both known in their fields for being the fastest. And I also like it's not a 
complete. That's I think some of the, the celebrity boxing. It's just this is just a money grab, and there's just like a lot of egos, but really it's just hey, we're gonna make a ton of money, and it feels like we are the chumps as the audience. But this is if you're putting up your your Super Bowl ring versus your Olympic medal, like for prize possessions, it does not get much higher than that. It's not just a a, a dollar value there. There's definitely some sentimental value there too. All right, you ready for the hard question? Who yes. do you think who do you think would win? I think oh damn. I was immediately gonna be like, I think Tyreek Hill would win because he is still actively playing where Usain is not, but I think I just came across like something I, I, I on Facebook know, <laughs> where, where it had uh um Usain Bolt finishing the hundred in the Olympics with like eight 10 yards ahead of everyone else that is also the fastest in the world. So it's like, well, even if he is older, hasn't been really training and is a step slower, that's still so fast. I, I think I would still take Usain Bolt. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by either one. It, it's really, I don't think either one would even be insulted by losing to the other one. I mean, <laughs> again, I just wonder with a, with a race that short, how much does, being comfortable with the blocks make an impact. Like, is it just Usain Bolt is just going to come out of the, the block so much faster because that's not something that Tyree Kill has done over and over again. He must have ran track in, in high school. Uh, so uh, it's not like it's foreign to him, but just knowing exactly what the levels to have it at, how to explode out like the best way if it just is an amateur versus a professional and it just would just be unfair. Well, you talk about getting out of the blocks. It depends on on the race. If it's a forty, are we doing like a like a squat start like they do? Like a oh, I think that would be fair. Or 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 are we doing blocks? Because we're doing blocks for a forty. I almost feel like that's an advantage for Tyreek having a shorter stride versus uh, Usain. He's got to go a little bit, a little bit before to... that stride really opens up. I mean, once it opens up, yeah, your your toes. But in a forty, you're a little bit shorter now. We're not going the whole hundred. Yeah. So. And that would be interesting. What, to if, see it, if, what if it's a, uh, what if we really do it? And it's, uh, you know, on a track at a football field. So the hundreds on the track, but the forties on the football field, you gotta wear cleats. I guess you don't have to wear cleats, but I would imagine you'd wear cleats. Man, you, I, I, I want to see it. It's never going to happen, but you know what? All this celebrity boxing stuff has made a lot of these weird events happen. I can see any streaming site just buying this and saying, Hey, this is, this is what we're doing this time of year. Slow night in the winter, you know, just, just fill this in. I, I think it, it has to, it had to have been now. Yeah. Cause like we're getting up to, like you said, football is about to start. And once football starts, football takes over until February. And in between there, you have basketball going on. And it's really, a, this seems like a summertime event. Oh, maybe next year. It'll be just as interesting then. It'll be interesting in 10 years oh, if they do it. It's. I still want to see it. Uh, you mentioned football is around the corner. Fantasy leagues are activated. Keepers are being selected. Um, I have not done nearly enough research. I have some players I like. I have some strategies I want to go about. I don't know if I want to tell you and then now lose a, a, an advantage here uh, in, within our league. So I'm not sure what you <laughs> want to chat about here. I feel like you wrote down this topic to try and get something out of me. And I'm not falling for it this year. See, this is usually how I decide my strategy because I base it off <laughs> of what your strategy is. 
and I just do it like it's like a podcast topic. Like, oh no, but like this is for the fans, man. Like you, you gotta, you gotta like divulge some stuff. Like, what are you, what are you hearing? What's, what's going on? And yeah, no, that's I just, I just take notes on it, and then I, 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 I really thought this was gonna continue to work. All right, I'm gonna give you four players I like this year. They're a little, okay. they're a little bit all over the place, and I really don't have a whole lot to base on it. It's mostly just on what I saw last year and what I think. The u- like usage is everything. I just think that the usage is going to be really high in a lot of these guys. And some of these are very high-ranked guys that are that are ranked where, the, where they have. I, I really like Jonathan Taylor. I think that running back in Indianapolis is going to be great. I think he's going to get a lot of usage again. I think Calvin Ridley in Atlanta is going to be a steal this year with no Julio. I think he was really good last year, and I don't know who else is going to get the targets, and I think he's capable of getting a lot of targets and doing a lot with it. I uh, like Matt Stafford and a new home in L.A. over there. I think we've seen him put up some numbers, and I think they have a lot of talent, as well as a really good defense that isn't going to put the same. I mean, Detroit is constantly like, if you want to have a shot at winning, you got to score 35 points every night. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to be the same mandatory thing in L.A. And then lastly, I'm, I'm kind of all in on Denver this year. I mean, we, we talk every year about how half the teams that made the playoffs last year don't make it the next year. Denver didn't mm-hmm. make it last year. It feels like they're a team that's ready to make a jump, and I think they have quite the receiver core. I'm not sure if they've entirely solved the quarterback position, but I've seen teams that have decent quarterbacks. Like I look at Carolina last year, who really didn't have anything special with, with Bridgewater and some other guys, but they had some good receivers. So I, I think Denver could do something similar like that, where uh, you know Jerry Judy and was it uh, Sutton? Uh, oh, man, there's one more, too. Uh they got some guys. I, I could see those guys uh, having big, big fantasy years, as well as I could see all these teams just being better just across the NFL. Those are those are my little fantasy tidbits. I I, I feel like I've already given you more than uh, more than you deserve. But you know what? It's for the listeners. It's for the listeners out there that want to take advice from someone who's uh, not really dominating fantasy football. But I think those are all <laughs> seem logical and rational decisions. Uh, <laughs> I, I could see every one of those guys being very successful this year. Are you willing so to give out, the, out one name at least? Am I going to pull one out of you? Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be awesome this year. Yeah. Yes, I know that he's the consensus number one guy, and I I kept him in the in the keeper league, and last year was not really fun owning him, and I'm hoping that this year is a lot more fun. One thing I will say of the brief research I have done of looking at the top you know, 100s or by positions, PPR, half point. I look at all of the lists just to see where the rankings go and you can kind of get a feel of which guys are, are getting certain certain stuff. I kept looking at so many lists for this year that I thought they were all lists from last year because they looked the exact same with McCaffrey kind of being <laughs> at the top. So it was like, is this not updated? Is this last year's? Because I saw McCaffrey I struggle a lot last year of missing so many games. And yet he's like the consensus number one on all of these lists. I hope you're right. I, he's a real fun player to watch. I think they they got a shot of, of being a pretty good football team there this year as well. And he's going to be a big reason why. It's It's hard to be shocked by consensus number one though so you can really only be disappointed by this even after the disappointment of last year uh definitely i i'm definitely uh that's definitely a possibility but if 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 this is the consensus number one why would i overthink it those guys have done all the research i have not done any research besides looking at the list very briefly 
because uh, similar to you, I am excited for fantasy football, but I am very much behind as much as at the beginning of the, the pod. I'm on vacation. I've already had two leagues have to email me or, you know, get a hold of me saying like, hey, do you, uh, did you pick your keeper yet? <laughs> like, oh, oh not, not, not quite. Was there a deadline on that? I, I don't remember there being a deadline. Uh, okay. Like I, 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 I got an email from my own league that I am the commissioner of that. I got to uh, activate that. So definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, I'm a little, a little delinquent right now. Well, as Zach mentioned, he is on vacation uh, this, uh, this week right now. So we're going to shorten up the podcast to let him get back to relaxing and sunburning out and, california over there uh all right so you i asked you for a player and you gave us the number one overall ranked guys uh good, good to know I'm, good to know going, the co-host going, is doing some research here uh hey, hey guys forward, also lebron I'll, james is being be really good this year just in case you wanted to know that and uh kevin durant also really good at basketball only the best advice from colin b here yeah next in the, in the, the upcoming weeks i'll be i'll be more prepared with uh Fantasy, uh, fantasy football guys. But my question for you, out of the four gate or four, four that you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Jonathan Taylor, Calvin Ridley, Matt Stafford, and just Denver in, in in general. Which of these two are the actual ones that you believe in, and which of the two are these decoys for you? <laughs> they're just landmines for me that you really don't believe in at all. And when I draft like Calvin Ridley, you're just gonna be like, ha, got him. No, I I think garbage time is gonna be Calvin Ridley, Ridley's moneymaker this year which is kind of oh, Matt yeah. Ryan's moneymaker. I think Jonathan Taylor's team is better this year than it was last year, and they were still pretty good last year. And I don't think there's any reason to use him any less. I think, if anything, they use him more. And that just seems to, to, to make a better season for fantasy this year for him. And then Stafford, mm-hmm. I, I thought I put a decent argument on that. And Denver's a, just a flip, I think. One of these teams is going to flip. I, you, you don't know which one. You can pick any of them. I'm picking that one. That's, that's my arguing. I like it. But... Well, like, like, we, like you said, we'll get more into it next week. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Have a good vacation, Zach. Do you want to do the outro? I don't, I don't even know. Like, I feel so backwards right now. I don't know how you managed to beat me back out to the West Coast. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just, just, just got got lucky. But, no, we'll keep with our, with our normal things. And you know, you, I don't even know how I'd hit the button for the outro. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, as always, for listening. You can find us on Spotify and Facebook. Like our page, Little Column A, Little Column B. We'll be back. Little column A, little column B.